you know, a lot of people refer to it as IAQ. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building Science Syncopated. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. Indoor quality, it's really referring to undesirable air in a home or in a building. And that is Jim Shelton, Vice President, Panasonic Eco Solutions of North America. And that undesirable air could be made up of particles, particulate matter, moisture, you know, high humidity levels that are going to you know, end up causing you know, mold and mildew. And it could be made up of off-gassing from the different materials that you know, we put into a, a home or a building. Things that contain volatile organic compounds produce off-gassing. Volatile organic compounds sound like angry little farts, but really they're farty little farts. They release gas steadily until they have no more gas to release. Things that we bring into the house, whether it be you know, new carpeting, new furniture, you know, new, uh, new drapes, uh, paint, uh, cleaners, uh, hairspray. VOCs, moisture, particles, and dust can combine to pollute the air inside of a building. The EPA considers poor indoor air quality as uh, you know, the fourth biggest environmental threat in the United States. A lot of it has to do with us being the occupant. You know, dust, as you mentioned, you know, is is a uh, is a contaminant, and uh, you know, they've done studies that a, a six-room home uh, in a single year can you know can have up to 40 pounds of dust that gets generated with 45 different chemicals, you know, inside the dust. Okay, let's just ponder that for a minute. But not too long, because when you realize how much 40 pounds of dust must be, and you know what's inside that dust, right? It's not a bunch of dust bunnies and unicorns, it's dust mites and other creepy critters. You know, why it matters is, is really, from a, an industry point of view, our customers, our homeowners, really, really need healthy homes. It's not good to kill your customers. That's like rule number one of business management. But it's also not good to make them sick. You look at the different reports that's out there pointing out that you know, asthma rates are increasing, the leading serious chronic illness of children. This isn't some kind of green building conspiracy theory. It's simply the result of fine-tuning the process of improving buildings. Building tight was followed quickly by ventilating right. Because tight houses without ventilation have bad air inside. And in fact, the air outside you know, can be five to ten times you know, healthier than the air that's, that's actually in the homes. And then it gets even worse than that. There's studies that show that women that work in the home have a 54% higher death rate from cancer than women that work outside the home because the, the air outside the home scenarios if they're working is much better than the air that's in the residential home. Moisture in the air, particles you can't see, and farty little compounds may seem difficult to build a battle plan against. But fortunately, a lot of engineers have already done the math for the rest of us. They target individual problem-causing rooms as well as the whole house. And there are standards for that. Like ASHRAE 62.2 that are very specific about, you know, how much uh, air needs to be removed out of the bathroom, uh, you know, 50 CFMs you know, minimum to make sure the moisture is getting uh, out of the bathroom. Uh, and then also, if you know, whatever, you know, whole house strategy you have, you know, they're very specific about the, you know, air changes per hour <clears throat> and that, uh, you know, to meet the code, you know, you, you need to be, you know, within 100% of that airflow that was designed for the home and, and 120%. 
ASHRAE 62-2 covers the ventilation portion of IAQ, but there are also two other parts of the IAQ puzzle, elimination and isolation. Don't store your gas cans in the basement. That's elimination. If you must store solvents in the building, put them in an airtight container in a ventilated closet or cabinet. That's isolation. Ventilate is more complicated because you have to ask yourself... What is the best strategy, you know, for uh, the home that you're building and for, you know, the clientele that you have, the homeowners, and, and probably most importantly with the climate zone that you're in? Really humid places can be disastrous if the ventilation system isn't dialed in. But there is kind of an easy button. You know, most experts will tell you that a balanced strategy where you're exhausting undesirable air out of the house, bringing in the fresh, you know, cleaner air is probably the best strategy. You know, one of the biggest problems I see right now that no one's really addressing or talking about is that um, as an industry, we're not testing the ventilation products that we are putting into homes. Thing is that a lot of the codes require testing. ASHRAE 62.2 version 2010 requires testing. Because at ASHRAE, the engineers realize that, you know, it doesn't really matter what, you know, what it says on paper. It really matters, you know, we, we find out how the system is performing, you know, once installed. A lot of things can go wrong in a ventilation system between the pollutant and the place you want that pollutant to go. The fan is the first place things can go wrong. Just because the box says it can do something, you need to make sure that after it's connected to the ducts, that it can actually move the air that you want it to. The numbers on the box come from testing done inside a laboratory, laboratory environment with a very, very short, short piece of, of you know, straight, rigid, rigid duct. duct. It, it really was not representative of any you know, typical installation. So, so that's, that's the first issue is that you, you really can't look at what the fans say on their, the box. You, you know, they really need to be tested you know, and look at the install performance. And that depends on the ducting. You can really sabotage a well-meaning fan with dumb duct. Contractors using flex duct. And maybe someone even steps on it. And then the other issue is the terminations. Uh, up until recently, uh, there were no terminations, whether it be a wall cap or roof cap or a, a soffit vent cap, that were even you know, rated or tested by the Home Ventilating Institute. So a lot of times you could get a good fan and do a pretty good installation and have a, and have a terrible uh, performing wall cap or roof cap. And, and, you know, and greatly reduce the overall performance of the fan. So it's those, really those three things. It's the termination, the installation, and then the, the actual fan that you buy yourself. Termination, isolation, and ventilation not only define a good ventilation system, they pretty accurately describe our show, Seven Minutes of BS. We'd like to thank Panasonic Ventilation for lending an expert to the cause, and we encourage you, if you like this podcast, to give it a thumbs up and leave a positive review on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Remember, you get paid for what you do and what you know. There's only 24 hours in a day, but information is infinite. 7 Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.